Welcome to Chocolate Chat Cafe, Candid Conversations, a podcast designed to give moms and women a place to have real, raw, and authentic dialogue, all while helping building a thriving business and a life of joy and freedom. Hi, I'm your host, Tamara C. Gooch, founder and CEO of Pink Pearl LLC, certified master life and business coach, international best-selling author, transformational speaker, and trainer. Now, as moms and business owners, our time is valuable. That's why this show is short on time and big on action. Each episode, we'll dive into candid conversations around various topics, ultimately learning what it means to work smarter, grow our influence, never stop learning, and flourish in business, our family life, and life in general. So grab your drink of choice, sit back, and let's chat. So today we have Megan Manigault. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly? Absolutely. It's Manigault. Mm-hmm. Okay. Manigault. Because I was over here practicing. I said, I do not want to mess this up. And Megan is a best-selling three-time author, inspirational speaker, and trauma recovery strategist who is passionate about assisting troubled youth and individuals who have experienced traumatic life's obstacles. Megan has always been involved in the community and hopes to encourage others to be the change they wish to see in the world. Through her strategies, she's helped many individuals overcome and find the beauty they possess within. When she isn't writing, she's progressing her international NPO, I Am Voices, and loves spending time with family and friends. She spends a lot of time learning and researching mental and physical health in our communities so that she can encourage a full circle process to individuals searching for a peaceful, healthy, stress-free life that starts with internal development. She finds excitement in assisting others to get their stories from inside and into the atmosphere. Her motto is to find who you are, you must acknowledge where you've been. That right there is huge. Um, and before we dive in, I, I that last part is so huge for me because I've heard so many, so many women who have gone through traumatic experiences. All this is to others is that you have to own it. You have to own it. And I am so not with that because you can't own that thing you have not acknowledged absolutely you cannot own that which you have not acknowledged so introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about you well um so i've done a lot of different things um and and primarily the things um, in which i speak of is just trying to interact with the community and interact with um, individuals who's experienced traumatic life experiences. You know, we have all, um, in my mind, gone through something, 
and um, what we've gone through a lot of times shapes who we are in the present and it could be you know in a good way it could be in some really rough ways but by us trying to understand and acknowledge the the journey it will more or less develop us and who we are standing to be today and we just really have to take care of the self um, that lives it within us mm. and so i've been a lot of time having those conversations um doing workshops um, my focus or passion is assisting individuals who has survived um, and are victors of sexual assault. Mm. Um, so I speak with parents about prevention. Um, I, I definitely believe if we learn how to have the conversation, um, then there won't have to be as many uh, survivors of sexual assault. And, and, and it's really to me having the conversation and then if the event happens, still having the conversation, still um, handling the side effects of abuse itself. So that, that is me. <laughs> that is, is um, wow, it is, it's good that you say that because you're talking about a topic that's taboo um, in most circles. Um, you talk about a topic that most parents don't believe their children when their children tell them that they've been sexually assaulted or sexually abused. Um, and it's it's rampant in today's society. So was there, or before I ask that question, do you feel that, and I'm, I'm sure I, I know the answer to this, but I want to ask for those who may be wondering, was this your life's purpose? Because your passion comes through when, when I hear you talk about it. Um, and if this was, or you felt this was your life purpose, was there something you personally experienced that allowed you to come through this and um, help push you in that direction? Absolutely. Um, I definitely feel like it's my purpose. You know, a lot of times we don't discover what that is um, until we, we reach a point where, oh, this has to be it. You know, I I was sexually abused and it started for me around four or five years old. It happened for me uh, by individuals that I loved, uh, individuals that I trusted. And um, it, it happened again for me at eight years old uh, by, you know, someone in a religious organization who was higher, you know, than where I stood um, in the religious organization. And again, you know, at the age of 10, which for me was a very brutal occurrence, you know, to the effect that doctors, you know, after several opinions from doctors felt like I would never be able to, you know, conceive children ever in life due to the trauma that I had experienced. Oh, wow. And so going through life, you know, I, if you could just think of it being four and five years old and sometimes people that you look to protect you not willing to have those conversations, mm. um, not willing to acknowledge, not willing to deal with what has happened you to endure it. So I went through a lot of different things in my life, depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts and just not knowing my worth, my value, why am I here, who protects me, just so many things. And 
as I went through life, what I didn't realize while I was going through this, I always connected to people who had been abused. Like I would not discuss my stories. I wouldn't tell it. But there was always people who were telling me theirs. And I would, I'm comforting them and I'm telling them and they not even know I've gone through a lot of things. And um, as life just kind of unfolded and I really started to look at me, you know, though they said to me I could never have children, I started having babies. And they were girls. And I wanted to make sure I had the conversation. I wanted to break the the, the generational curses of not talking about it. Oh, it's a scary topic and oh, it's this, da 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 da. I just had to stop it. And so I didn't want it to be another generation or other girls or other boys going through something and not having a voice. Um, And so it just kind of had this whole domino effect to being something I strive, I thrive. I I just, I want to do because if I can help or I can save just one, you know, it gives me that gratification. Wow. Oh my gosh. Um, You said a mouthful right there. Um, And the reason I say that is because I have a five-year-old now. And People can call me whatever they choose to call me, overprotective, hovering, helicopter. I'm so protective of her. Um, And and so is her father. That's a whole nother story. If he could have a shield around her all day, he would. Um, But something you said that, two things you said, well, a lot, of what you said just just kind of resonated with me one the fact that the years that you had to endure what you did and what others stated you were not going to be able to overcome or do in life and then being in positions where other people would come to you not knowing that you're sitting there trying to figure out who do I go to who do I turn to to express my depression, my frustration, my anxiety, my doubt, um, my suicidal thoughts? And um, it's sad that those in places of and positions of leadership in the religious community, the spiritual community, the Christian community, um, take advantage of that when the trust is supposed to be there. They're supposed to be who we go to. They're supposed to be our safe haven. Do you find that a lot of times, because we hear about what happens in Catholic churches, um, but what about in Baptist, Koji, um, are you finding with the work that you're doing that it happens more often in those settings um, than outside of those settings? I mean, we know it happens in the home, but are you finding that that it happens a lot in in those types of settings? Absolutely, absolutely. The, the hardest component of that 
as though it is happening, we've kind of learned to cover it up mm. and to shield it. Um, we've learned to protect uh, the person because the person, if, if you think of it, you know, the person in these higher roles in our congregations or yeah. in our uh, religious uh, areas, they do a lot, you know? So, so some people say, oh, well, you know what? I can't tell on the pastor because, well, the pastor helped me last month on these bills and the pastor did so-and-so for the family over here. Well, you know the pastor helped so-and-so find a job mm-hmm. and all these other things. So you find yourself in situations and in scenarios where we bother. We say, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to cover this because I need this later. Mm-hmm. In turn, we're damaging mm-hmm. our home. We're damaging our children. We're damaging, you know, our, our families. It creates a whole effect. You know, I know of a scenario where, you know, it happened to all of the children. And there were three of them. And the mom said not a word, never reported it, no, no nothing, because this was the pastor. You know, this is, this is, the, God, the, the the individual that we believe is, you know, God sent, he does this, all these things. Mm. And the, the children were, were, were drowning. You know, there was, you know, when, when you think of it, and, and, and also when I correlate it with myself, when we grow up, we think family is who we trust. We think God is who we trust. We run to religion a lot of times, but when those things are broken, yes. then what? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it happens often, a lot, and it's protected. Oh my gosh, it it just it it hurts my heart to hear to hear that because again, like I said, I I have a twenty five year old and a five year old, and I was the same protective mother over my twenty five year old as I am my five year old, but even more so now. Um because of everything you just said. You get in positions where you're supposed to trust these people, but then some of them look a little sketchy, even in the church. Um, They're too adamant on wanting your child to come over without you um, for Bible purposes or Mm -hmm. church purposes. Um, and try to assure you that it's okay. Um, oh my gosh, I could I could go on all day about this um, because I've experienced sexual assault not at a young age, but as an adult, a young adult. So people don't understand the depression you go into when you've experienced it. When people don't believe you because that person is very um, well-known and well-liked in their community. But it's those, you know, I've grown to tell people after going through it, overcoming, coming out of it on the other side, if you really search those people, there's a lot underneath that rug, that rug is lumpy, the closet, the bones about to fall out, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be uncovered. So I really love the work that you're doing. And I've seen that you have done some phenomenal work. So talk to our listeners about some of the work 
that um, that you've done? What is it? How you got started? Well, you shared how you got started, and um, some things that that you have coming down the pipeline. Yeah. So um, right now, our nonprofit um, is I Am Voices. So feel free to visit IamVoices.org. And it kind of goes and it outlines all these different programs. And literally the programs came from the need, right? It came from hearing, realizing um, what, what what we don't have, what, what's not out there for um, survivors of trauma. You know, there's so many different types of sexual assault, you know, molestation, um, and that's treated a certain way. You know, there's sexual assault itself, it's incest, there's rape. Um, and so some of the programs that we offer, because sometimes you go through a whole lot of mental blocks. Um, it, it takes a mental toll. And for some people, they don't know how to combat that. If you think of individuals who have no one to talk to, we want to make sure we provide that space. So within this organization, we have, you know, counselors who can have those group chats uh, with survivors and in spaces that um, can be anonymous, where you can just get on and say what you feel. Because sometimes that's what you need to say what you feel without judgment. Have the support to do that. Um, some survivors are in instances where they don't have, you know, they may need a little a pick me up, whether that be clothes or whether that be some hygiene products or whether that is some shampoo. Mm. And so we have a program just called Box of Voices where we we listen to what the need is and we put it in a box and in that box it screams out and it records affirmations of positivity to them um, so that they can carry that and take that with them though they need right now and the goal with that is so that they can then in turn give that box to someone else who needs um, these affirmations and this positivity. I also have a mentorship group where we teach younger uh, girls about body safety and about boundaries and about self-love and you know other topics as well but just life how do we protect ourselves because sometimes you know it isn't easy having the conversation but in this space they can freely have it without judgment um, because our young ones are going through things and sometimes don't have an outlet you know um, some parents are leery right about that program they're like they're too young to have this conversation because the program starts at four year four four years old but they're not too young if you think about um, individuals who are sexually assaulted you know for me it started four or five years old maybe some conversation around that that's right. There, there, there are people that are close to you that may harm you. A lot of times when we think of it, we think, oh, it's going to be that person that, you know, is a stranger around the corner. No, mm-hmm. it's generally someone that's close to you. And those are conversations that we need to have. But we offer these same programs on an international uh, level in Nigeria as well. Mm-hmm. So we go into schools and we have these same conversations we do workshops there the last one we did was about a month ago and it had about 55 children girls and boys where we we teach this program called your power your voice and um the the dynamics there in nigeria is completely different than us here in the u.s but it's real it's real and it's happening but yeah those are just some of the things to just message out yeah 
That's beautiful. So what is, is the response that you're getting from your audience? It sounds like you're getting very positive feedback um, from your audience regarding your nonprofit and all of your programs. Um, so the need, the, the audience loves it. You know, a lot of the survivors, we've been able to help a lot of people. Um, one of the, the amazing discoveries in starting this nonprofit is I felt like, you know, I was going to get all the help and all the support and this is real, it's happening. And um, it, it didn't flow that way. It has been a lot of work. It has been very interesting. Um, I've gotten um, some really I like you's and I got some really girl be quiet and it has blown me away. But even though there's resistance, right? Even though, you know, not everybody's gonna say your hoorahs. I know that it has helped so many people. So whether or not people decide to donate to all the programs or show up at every event, I'm still gonna do this because it's bigger than me. It's not about Megan's story. Mm. It's about the story that lives in everyone else. Mm. It needs to come out. You know, one girl who was in one of the programs, she just decided to, you know, you know, talk to me and she used her voice and started to just tell what was going on with her. And in her family alone, now these conversations are happening. Yeah. There's so many people that have been affected. And it's that type of resource you want to be because it's those conversations that will save the next niece yeah. and the next cousin in your families. So uh, it's about that. Yeah. Um, though, of course, we would want more help. Yes, please yeah. help. Yeah. But um, it isn't always that way and it's okay. Wow, awesome. Now, you know, there are, are a lot of people who are tuned in right now, listening now, maybe listening later. Did you ever imagine or dream that you would be doing what you're doing now? Uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, I, I never knew I would ever tell, right? Um, at least all the different components, you know, yeah, I might have told this one story, but to be completely transparent with the journey, you know, being able to speak on different platforms about loving yourself and what that means, acknowledging who you were, acknowledging what you went through. No, uh, having an organization, being able to have kind of the power, feeling powerful and feeling free enough to help others. No, I wouldn't have thought that, but I, I'm doing it and it feels good. And when you get that thing that feels good, I say run for it, run for the hills. <laughs> now, are you working on any new projects right now? Uh, well, of course. Um, <laughs> always, always. <laughs> I definitely have a lot of ideas um, of doing a lot of different things with the organization. The biggest thing for me, though, is developing um, a team for those ideas. I need to get, you know, the team so that we can be more of an asset to our communities. So if anybody's listening and they too have that passion of helping survivors of sexual assault, no matter where you are, because a lot of the projects are ones that we could do at our house. Um, join us because we need that help. There's a lot of ways we can help the world. Um, and so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of up and coming things, but I can't move until I got the team. I'm not moving because I want to be good for them. I want to help. That's good. That's good. So you all heard her. 
So what are two things that you could leave our listeners with today um, to take away from the show, which would inspire them or empower them? Realize one, that no matter what your experiences is in life, there's there's a whole nother side Mm. and ready for you and understand that you're never alone. There's so many resources um, that's here, arms open to help you. So just remember that Mm. with uh, your organization, you're ready, willing, able, the platform that you set for these women to speak and be candid and have the conversations. Have the conversation and use your voice. That's powerful, that's powerful. So how can people get in touch with you? How can they contact you if they want you to come and speak, they want to donate, um, share with the audience that? Yeah, so the nonprofit's website is uh, www.iamvoices.org. You are able to uh, donate directly from that website. We have uh, PayPal, uh, we're on uh, GoFundMe, for several of the different initiatives um, there. Um, you can also find us on social media, I Am Voices uh, on Facebook as well. And then to speak um, at some of your e- events or trauma recovery, or even to purchase some of the different books that I have, you can go to uh, megancapri.com. All right. Thank you so, 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 so much for gracing us today and sharing with us Um, A topic that people don't like talking about, but I love the fact that um, you walk in your confidence and your boldness and you're willing to not only share your story and truth in overcoming, but how you help others do the same thing. Um, Look to have you on the show more, um, sharing with us what you're doing. Thank you, everyone else, for tuning in today. Um, And I want to just leave you with this because this was a very powerful, powerful show. And you know, as I always tell everyone, from Tamara C. Gooch, founder and CEO of Pink Pearl LLC, a pearl isn't a pearl until it's out of the shell. Thank you all and tune in next week.